2: This is the Decibel Geek Podcast with Chris Senzak and Aaron Camaro.
0: When it comes to flying the flag of rock and roll, nobody waves it harder or higher than the Decibel Geek Podcast. My name is Aaron Camaro, joined as always by a man who knows that rock and roll is amazing. But in order for it to continue, we have to continue to support it. That man's Chris Sinzak. Am I telling the truth? You are. And if you've been listening to other hard rock podcasts and you're getting that not-so-fresh feeling, you've come to the right place. (laughs) We've got the freshness that you desire right here. (laughs) But yeah, you know, celebrated the 500th episode a couple ago. You know, and uh, coming back off of that, it's like, okay, it's the start of a new era. Where do we go? What do we do? And it's like, well, it's been a minute since we've done Fresh Blood. Now, we've been doing more Fresh Bloods than ever before because now it's more important than ever to keep rock and roll alive as our favorite legends and people that we love and respect throughout rock and roll history are getting older. A lot of them have retired. A lot of them are dead. And the ones that are left, man, we got to love them while we got them. But once they're gone, it's over. Hologram City. Yeah. We ain't going there. We're doing our part to keep rock and roll alive, and there's no better way to do it than to showcase 10 hot new rock and roll bands on the scene that you need to know about. And We're going to bring it to you. Amen. Alright, so I guess, of course, before we get to all that, we got to take care of our business. Back to it, 502. This is it. And here it is. It's a Pod Chaser review. We're gonna knock this out of the park. Comes to us from Nighthawk. And it's got all five of those pink stars just the way we like it. Goes a little something like this. Five hundred episodes. My friends, Aaron and Chris, have accomplished a monumental feat. 500 awesome episodes. And when you look at that, you think, damn, that's impressive. Each episode is chock full of the things that we, as rock and metal fans, are looking for. And the shows are never boring. From Chris's infinite knowledge of our favorite genre, and Aaron with his unforgettable laugh, and his fanboyism for Ugly Kid Joe. <laughs>
1: There's that laugh.
0: (laughs) (laughs) But truthfully, he is the rock to Chris's role. You will never find a more informative show that has it all to the news, the radio sucks, to the lists, and even the trivia. And don't forget Rockin' Pod. And of course, a laugh or two along the way. So if you're looking for the show that has it all, then look no further than the Decibel Geek Podcast. Congratulations on 500, and looking forward. To five hundred more. PS. See you at Rockin' Pod twenty twenty-three. Nice. Now that is about the best review a couple of guys like us can get.
1: Yeah, and I got I figured it out that Nighthawk is our good buddy David Cathy, who's local here to Nashville.
0: Sweet. So I know we'll be seeing him at Rockin' Pod, because it's just a ride up the road for him. It may be a little bit further for you, but let me tell you, people. If you haven't made any plans to do anything cool in 2023 yet, stop and consider this. On the weekend of March 18th, what we do is rock and Pod. We do it here in Nashville. We've done it for many years now, and they're always fun. They're always awesome. A cool concept where we bring together the rock stars with the rock podcasters, with the rock fans, throw in some rock vendors, and we have a big old party. And we're doing it again this year on the weekend of the 18th in March. Now, this is a whole weekend affair. We're going to have stuff going on on Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. So you want to make a weekend of it. So if you're thinking about doing something cool in 2023, great way to kick off the year is in March. Come to Nashville, hang out with us, and all the information is at rockandpod.com. Now, the time of the show has come when I ask Chris, do you, my friend, have any new rock and pot announcements? Oh,
1: I've got one I'm sitting on that I want to make. Well, actually, I, there is one I can share that I know I can share because I'm going to announce it in the next couple of days. Um, okay. But it, it's a guy who's been there before, is going to come back, though. But Don Jameson from That Metal Show is coming back. Nice. He confirmed with me recently. So that's that's one announcement I can make. There's another one I want to make. And if all goes as planned and contracts get signed and terms are agreed upon... It will result in two things. It will result in a concert on Saturday night, featuring several bands, ah. and it will and that will also include about seventeen different musicians that will be coming for the expo. So it's wow. kind of like the mother load if I can make it work.
0: Yeah, sweet. Oh, I can't wait. Yeah, to find out what this is. You've already announced all kinds of cool people that are coming already. And that's just the tip of the iceberg. Mm-hmm. So get your tickets to Rock and Pod 2023. We got a big, giant room down at the Tennessee State Fairgrounds. Yep. It's going to be massive, and it's going to be a good time. And we want to see you there. All your favorite rock podcasters are going to be there. All the coolest rock stars are going to be there. Your chance to find cool rock and roll collectibles that you can buy, you probably never see anywhere else. Because when this thing is together, and it's been the same thing every single year, these vendors they know. Yeah, they're coming to Nashville, but they're not bringing the Willie Nelson. They're not bringing the Garth Brooks. They know the Rock and Pod crowd and they only bring the coolest hard rock and metal collectibles to this thing. They dig deep into their collections and bring the stuff that they know is going to be perfect for Rock and Pod. So on top of all the cool stuff, the rock stars, the autographs, the pictures, the opportunities to talk to them, the opportunities to see your favorite podcasters up on stage doing their thing, to seeing them all having a good time and you could be a part of it, check it out dot com. Yeah. And I do want to make a
1: mention that we are now 50% sold out of the platinum packages for the podcasters. So if you're a podcaster and you're wanting booth space and get into the interview pool, you might want to get on that soon because we're already halfway sold out of them.
0: Wow, nice. Get on the Case Rock Podcasters. If you haven't committed to Rock and pod yet, you better get to it because we're halfway gone. Yep. You don't want to miss out. You don't want to be one that doesn't get to do it. I've seen those podcasters. They come and they say, well, we'll just hang out. We don't got to get a table or nothing. And then you see them all just standing around being jealous of everybody that did.
1: That's <laughs> well, the best. It's that's the true. best way to do it because also, if you get the platinum package and like are three hosts on the show, that covers all three of you. You know, it's it's nice. You, you're all covered under the uh, for the day on on the expo, and you get some cooler interviews. You get to have your own space, give out some some freebies and stuff, and it's just, it's just a more fun yeah. experience overall. It's less stressful.
0: Yeah, because I mean, the thing for the podcast is you get the cool interviews and. You get to make new friends. you know. So if you're a young podcast and you're just starting, this is perfect for you. You come in, you become part of Rockin' Pod, you get your own table. You get to meet people that are there to see their other favorite podcasts. And you're going to get to introduce yourselves and maybe grow your audience at the same time. It's a perfect way to do it. Chris and I have been doing that from day one, whether it's hanging out down at you know toy conventions mm-hmm. doing it, we did it at Star Wars, we've done it at ones that were wrestlers, and all kinds of stuff. We've always showed up to things and just let people know who we were and what we were doing. And we built our audience that way.
1: It's fun. And, uh, and you know, we, the first thing we did out in the public was at the old Fairgrounds building. So, That's right. Um, and, you, and you did a little MC work at that, so it's kind of coming full circle for you.
0: Yeah, kind of is, yeah. you know, starting out... Way back when nobody even knew what a podcast was. <laughs> at the same place. I can't wait. So, like I said, rockandpod.com. That's where it's at. So, we did our awesome episode last week where it was the 500th. We did New Noise after that. That was yep. 501. That brings us today, 502. There was a lot of people that really warmed our hearts, made us smile, made us laugh between the 500th episode And the celebration we had last Friday night (laughs) on our Friday night live stream, which was a lot of fun, to all the feedback we got from so many awesome listeners that, whether they've been with us since the very beginning, jumped on somewhere in the middle, or just recently discovered us and is going back in the archives and checking stuff out, it was so awesome to hear from everybody. Yeah, for sure. So, one thing we do is when we come out with a new episode, we always make the announcement on either our Facebook page or on the Twitter account. And you can share and retweet from there. And when you do that, there's an awesome list that is put together. It's got everybody's name on it that has shared and retweeted it. And in the tradition of the Decibel Geek podcast, from the very, very beginning where there was one Geek of the Week, we had to open it up because we want to show our appreciation to everybody That helps us spread the word about what we're doing here. And when you take it and you share it and you retweet it, like I said, you get put on the list. Chris gets it. And to show our love and appreciation, we're going to name you honorary Geeks of the Week. Geeks of the Week this week are Adam Cox,
1: Rockin' Ron Runyon, Kristen Schimbeck, Richie Rivera, Matt Ashcraft, Scott Smith, Warren Edward, LaRue Baker, Patrick Breen, Myra Chapman, David Glenn, Kevin Northern, Matt Porter, Josh Toomey, Aaron Baker, John Phillips, Darren Parkin, Brian Knapp, Shay Hargett, James West, Simon Cat, Mark Starsky, Mike Purnell, Craig Turdich, Anthony Roush, Jeffrey Mendenhall, Pantheon Podcast, Growing Up Rock Podcast, Pasquale Vari, James McElhenney, Shane Aber, Mark Alden Taylor, Freeform Rock Podcast, Mark and Jerry BS Sessions, David Cathy, Will Honeycutt, Joseph Capone, Victor Ruez, Alan Tate, Alan Deshaun, Jeff Taylor, Hakon Bergstad, Doug Fox, Christian Conroy, MJ Condoleone, Chris Narinsky, Rock Roulette Podcast, Focus on Metal Podcast, The Central Scrutinizer, Ernesto Aguiar, Ladio, Jay Shabluski, Scott Crouch, and as
0: always, The Mooger, Mooger fooger. fooger Take the turkey out of the cheese, man. It's not working. Hmm? That's a joke only he and I will understand.
1: Okay, yeah, because I have no idea what you're talking about.
0: We want to thank everybody that shares our work here at the Decibel Geek Podcast. The more people listening, the more we prove that rock and metal is still important in the year 2022. Maybe more important than ever. So if you want to become an honorary geek of the week, hear your name right at the top of the show. You know how to do it now. You just go to either Facebook or Twitter, find that announcement, share it, retweet it, and you will find your name amongst the amazing The awesome, the most kick-ass people in the world are the geeks of the week. Ah, yes, we are a part of Pantheon Podcasts. We love them. You should love them, too. Go check them out. They've got a whole ton of music podcasts, all different music podcasts. Tell them we sent you, and tell them thanks for bringing me the Decibel Geek Podcast for free every single week. So now, this is what it's all about, Chris. Yeah. It's about fighting for the survival of rock and metal. How do we do it? We showcase it. We talk about it. We look at all the young new bands that are coming out, and there's a lot. Mm -hmm. Like, really, if you pay attention, you can find all kinds of cool new stuff. Chris and I today have each found five awesome new bands that we think you should hear about.
1: So who's going to go first this time?
0: Uh, let's see i don't know i've got a pretty awesome song to end with but you've got five songs that i just listened to that are just amazing well, we got some winners here today i don't know
1: well if you've got one you kind of feel would be a good ender i'll just go first that's
0: okay fine. all right sounds good
1: all right well the my first band we have played on the show before but their album is officially going to be coming out like in the next couple of weeks and um one of the members listens to the show, and one of the members happens to be a member of Anthrax. And I'm talking about guitarist John Denae.
0: Oh, yeah. I knew this sounded familiar. Yeah,
1: so he's in a band called Living Wreckage, and they had put out a single or two a few months back, and I played one of the songs. I actually got a lot of great feedback on that. People seem to like it. And um, But it's a, they're a new metal powerhouse band comprised of vocalist Jeff Gard, who is in a band called Death Ray Vision. John Dene, as I mentioned, from Anthrax and Shadows Fall and Matt Labretton the ba- uh, from Downpour and bassist Matt Blackhand I'm not sure if I'm saying that right from Shadows Fall and Active Defiance and John drummer John Morency from Let Us Pray so you got a lot of experienced wow. guys in this band some all-star shit going on right here Yeah it's kind of like uh, it's like a kind of a supergroup of metal but the thing I like about them is yeah it's some pretty heavy stuff but there's enough melody in it to make it palatable for me at least for my taste so i think you got you guys liked it the first time i played a song by them and i wanted to play something new and john does want to come on the show if you're open to it aaron i'm done with that i think it'd be fun to have him on sometime so uh from the upcoming self-titled living wreckage album this is blind reality I love everything I've heard off this so far.
0: It's wild, man. That song's like a trip. It's like, you know, it's always so easy to go, well, you know, it, it sounds kind of like this mixed with that, you know, or, or you know, a little bit of this, a little bit of that with some of this thrown in. This It's kind of tough with them because the music is so heavy, but the singer sounds like, like new wave of British heavy metal or something, you know. Yeah, it's a, it does have that throwback vibe to it. It's a weird kind of. It's almost like a Lizzie Borden kind of feeling with the vocals. It's like if mm-hmm. Lizzie Borden was the lead singer of Corn. Is that right? No, that can't be right. <laughs> I mean, but it, I do hear the Lizzie Borden type. Uh, influence. Like that doesn't make any sense. <laughs> but for Living Wreckage, man, it's working, man. I dig that a lot. I like the song you played last time, and I dig this. I'm looking. Do you know when it's coming out? I think it's, in like, this coming week or the one after. Nice. Yeah. Well, there you go. Keep your eyes open for living wreckage. That's badass. Yeah. All huh. right. That's a hell of a way to start the show. Yes, sir. I always get nervous when I let you go first because, like, how the hell am I going to top that?
1: Oh, I thought you were like, what the fuck's he going to play this time? No, <laughs> I, just, I thought that's where you were going. No,
0: no, no, nothing uh, like that. <laughs>
1: How many keyboards are going to be in this song?
0: (laughs) No, you've been on a roll lately, man. You're like, I don't know. I feel really good about these Fresh Blood episodes, mainly because we've been on such a roll, finding these amazing bands to showcase. And like for the last, I think, five or six of these that we've done, we've knocked it out of the park every time. I'll say it.
1: I do wonder if the theory you had a couple of years ago is coming true. And that was when the pandemic started. You were like, there's going to be a lot of great music that's going to come out of all this. I wonder if that's part of it. Because I remember a couple of years ago, we would do Fresh Blood episodes, and it was kind of slim pickings finding good stuff. Now it's like just a a bevy of it,
0: you know? Yeah. Maybe before, all the bands were just our bread and butter is playing live. You know, it doesn't pay to make a record because who's going to buy it? And then the pandemic comes, and it's like, well, this is a great excuse as any to write music. And then email it to each other. Yeah, basically. (laughs) I don't know. These bands are pretty good at that. I can't tell the difference, I don't think, half the time. Hmm. All right. Well, check this out. I found this cool band. This one's definitely going to fall under It's New to Me. They're from Melbourne, Australia and they've been described as a band who plays rock and roll as if their lives depended on it. I like that. They were formed in 2009, and by 2011, they're touring Europe in an old rusty van. They returned to Europe in 2014, opening up for Ugly Kid Joe and Skid Row on tour. They loved them so much, they took them back to Australia to their homeland with them, and they continued on the tour with this band opening up they're loved and respected in australia they have four albums out i guess we never heard of it because you know they're in australia so here's one i think you're gonna like this a lot the band is called dead city ruins their latest album was released earlier this month on afm records and the album's called shockwave this is a killer tune it's called the sorcerer
1: glad you played them because uh they've both been suggested to us by our friends Kevin Williams and Victor Ruiz from other podcasts I just wanted to make sure I credit them because both of them have been like you have to check out this band and I think Kevin said or maybe it was Victor said this is like what they want the the skid new skid row album is great but they're like this is what they want the new skid row album to sound like
0: hmm Now I don't know about that but those are a couple of really smart dudes right there I'll tell you this, Dave Sabo, what he said about them was that he loved them because they're just these young, dirty kids, and they're broke, and they ain't got nothing to do but play rock and roll, and that's all they care about is getting out night after night and playing their songs in front of somebody, and he said to see that in some young guys like this was inspiration to him to really you know, carry on and say, you know what, let's, let's take this to the next level. Let's make it the best we can. And it showed him a remembrance of what it was like for him when they were young, playing any gig they could get, anywhere they could get it, and not having a penny to their name, but just happy being a part of rock and roll. Nice. So that's pretty cool. Good stuff. Dead City Ruins, their album came out, like I said, uh, just a couple of weeks ago, on the 15th, I think. And it's called Shockwave. they got four other albums. Got to get that stuff, too. It's all good.
1: Yeah, I like what I've heard off Shockwave. I've been checking it out. Nice. Good choice. All right, now for something completely different. <laughs> um, this is a band, and this is one of those where, when you know, the times where I'll leave Spotify on play on an album I like, and then it just starts randomly picking stuff for me. And then I'm like, what is that? That's cool. And this is a band from the Deep South. They're from the deep south of the Netherlands. <laughs> <laughs>
0: the upper middle south, right?
1: Yes. Uh, it's a band called De Wolf, and that's spelled D E W O L F F. And they're a, a psychedelic rock band formed. So this is kind of new to fresh to me. It's formed in the Netherlands uh, in 2007 by brothers Pablo and Luca van de Pol and Robin Piso. And. Uh, it's psychedelic and yet hard rocking is kind of their part of their bio. To me, this band kind of sounds almost—I almost hear a little ZZ Top in the, the the type of the guitar tone, but also a little bit of John Lord era, you know, early Deep Purple stuff because it's got some organ on it and stuff. But I think uh, I think you guys are going to like this. It's a little bit off the beaten path, but they've been around for a little while. But it's new to me, and it'll probably be new to you. From Ghelene, Netherlands. Here is The Wolf with Yes, You Do.
0: from austin
1: they do sound kind of texas don't they
0: yeah they do if i'd have heard that if you said they were from the netherlands first i would have thought they were from texas i definitely hear that zz top groove in there maybe a little rocky erickson you know 13th floor elevators a little because they sort of influenced zz top in a way where they were psychedelic but zz top just kind of took it and made it their own thing yeah don't want to just sell them short by saying they sound like zz top though because no no it's its own thing there's something really cool and unique about that that yeah. I haven't heard anything else like it.
1: No, oh, it really, they kind of reminds me a little bit of the Dust Coda, like when I stumbled upon them last year, where it's kind of like, wow, this is, it's almost 70s throwback, but has kind of a fresh vibe to it. And then, like, if you watch the video to this song, it's got the, they're wearing like the old Nehru jackets and stuff from like the 70s. And it's wow. like, That's, I like that. I think, you know, everybody loves, you know, the throwback to the 80s hair metal stuff and that's great but it's cool to see some artists going even further back and kind of adopting that 70s vibe too i like that
0: right that's cool man i got a band coming up a little bit later on that fits that bill perfectly but yeah either way man super cool i really did. i dig it a lot i want to check out some more of it the wolf cool. all
1: right what do you got next
0: okay i've got one that's a new band but it's got some people in it you've probably heard of to get the information for this one, I just went to metalplanetmusic.com and they laid it all out for me perfectly. Talking about a band called Scream Taker, two words: Scream Taker. It's the brand new outfit fronted by Buffalo Music Hall of Fame vocalist Jim Crean. I think Vinnie Vincent fans and Kiss fans will think that name's familiar. Yeah. Alongside French guitarist Steph Hande. He played with Paul Diano after he was done with Iron Maiden in a band called Hollywood Monster. And this three-piece is wrapped up by legendary drummer, Rockin' Pod alumni, one of the coolest dudes I ever met, one of the best drummers on the planet, Vinnie Apice. Very cool. It's a three-piece band. So these three musicians have created a classic hard rock album in the vein of Dio, which is no surprise, as Vinny is one of the founding members of the original D.O. band. Mm-hmm. now This is where it gets kind of interesting. Screamtaker recorded the album during the pandemic and post Jim Crean's short-lived tenure with former Kiss guitarist Vinny Vincent. Crean was to perform with Vincent in his comeback performance, which unfortunately never materialized. Screamtaker is quickly getting noticed for its powerful combination of heavy riffs and soaring melodies with offers already coming in for the band to take the show on the road in 2024. Pretty interesting
1: stuff, huh? Yeah, that whole saga with Jim working with Vinny was comical and I felt bad for him because he's just a guy trying to fulfill a gig that he was asked to do and then he had to fall under the wrath of the Ankh warrior.
0: Yeah? I guess maybe Vinnie Apsey felt a little bad for him, too, and said, you know what, man, come on, let's make an album together. Since you can't make it with that guy, let's go do something cool.
1: Yeah, I've heard of them. I'm looking forward to checking this out.
0: So if you're listening to this right now, that means the brand-new album by Screamtaker just came out like a couple of days ago. The album's called Kill the Beautiful. It's got all kinds of cool stuff on it. This is the title track. I think you're going to dig it. Screamtaker. Kill the beautiful. <laughs> Pretty badass, man. I like that. And I checked out some of the other songs. It all seems pretty cool. Um, you know, Jim Crean's kind of a trip. <laughs> yeah. I don't know if you ever learned anything or read anything about him, but the first single is called Stone Cold. And they asked, you know, what what's this song about? And he tells them, It's about the king of the vampires searching for his queen. Once the king has chosen his bride, he must bite her. She then becomes his queen to forever serve the master and oversee the undead. The husband of the queen relentlessly tries to rescue her to no avail. The hero falls, brought down by the undead, and left to roam for eternity. Wow. That's something. So there you go. If you're into songs about, you know, the vampire king, there you go. Scream Taker. I, I almost got like a Davy Vane vibe to his voice. Am I wrong in that? You know, and that's the one thing I kind of got out of this was I think his vocals are mixed a little low for this album, and he's got a really unique voice. Yeah, that's what I'm saying because,
1: like, it, and I'm, I'm not uh, uh, that's not a, a knock I, I like Vane I'm a Vane fan so, yeah oh yeah like, for sure but I haven't heard too many people that sound like Davey but the kind of the tone of his voice reminds me of Davy Vane which is interesting yeah
0: possibly I guess I'd kind of see that connection because those guys are both unique as hell yeah it makes me wonder when I listen to like him singing on this like, what would that have been like would he have been singing Robert Fleischman songs and Mark Slaughter songs because it sounds to me like he could have done it Mm-hmm. yeah. Uh, what could have been? Instead, you get Vinnie Vincent playing with a CD of Creatures of the Night.
1: Wank on a tank. <laughs> Credit to Julian Gill for that one. He came up with that. Yeah,
0: you said that the other night. That
1: was so funny. <laughs> he said the uh, the ank wank on a tank. Yeah.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, man. Oh, well. All right.
0: I'm sure Jim Bream is much happier in his current situation. <laughs> uh, yeah.
1: How couldn't he be?
0: A lot less stressful.
1: All right, so my next one, um, we did the French thing recently, but I haven't done a played a I haven't played a band from Canada proper in a long time, and uh, I'm going to do that with this band. They're called Crownlands, and they're a Canadian rock music duo from uh, I think it's pronounced Oshawa, Ontario, mm-hmm. and. Um, but it's a, it's just two two members of the band. It's a drummer, Cody Bowles, and guitarist, bassist, slash keyboardist, Kevin Como. And um, they have prog rock influences. The, the, but also, their music and lyrics are inspired by indigenous resistance to colonialism. Some kind of cerebral stuff here. Okay. They've stated their name communicates a desire to disrupt the concept of Canadian crown land or government-held land stolen from the First Nations. Interesting, right? Yeah, yeah, sure. So we've got vampires chasing after their wives and indigenous people in Canada. This is a weird episode so far. But, <laughs> it, but the music's good.
0: That's all that matters.
1: Yeah. But uh these guys started out jamming in a friend's barn and uh Como studied classical music in London, Ontario, and uh Bowles studied psychology and music at York University in Toronto and uh, their first EP came out in twenty sixteen. But they have a new album out called White Buffalo, and I want to play the title track from that. And a lot of hardcore Rush fans are going gaga over this. Listen to this and see if you agree. (laughs)
0: And I'd never heard of them before you decided to choose them to showcase. And I listened to that and I right away thought this is kind of like Rush if Robert Plant was the singer. Yeah, it's I got like a Zeppelin thing going on in it. But the music totally sounds like it could be a Rush song. I can see why Rush fans are loving this band.
1: The thing I love the most, obviously it's all it's well-written stuff, but the the production on this is so stunning. It's yeah. it's one of the best sounding albums I've heard in a long time.
0: I love when you can listen to a song and be like, mm, I love that bass, you know, and yeah. because like a lot of times the bass just kind of gets muddied up and buried and is just like a part of the structure of the song, you know. But if you get a good bass player and really good production, the bass will find a way to step forward from time to time. And that's what I found on this song when I listened to it is like, man, this is some really amazing bass playing on this. I really like it. I like the vocals, too. I think the dude's a hell of a singer. I I think this is pretty damn amazing. I dig it. Yeah, I'm
1: uh, I'm excited to check out more by them. I've only had a chance to kind of scan over a few of their songs, but I was like, damn, this is this is really good. I was excited to share
0: that with everybody this week. That's pretty cool, man. I dig it a lot. All right, well, Chris, you are an inspiration to me. I'm the meaning in your life. The Wind Beneath My Wings. Uh, I was going for the Chicago song, but okay. I don't know either. (laughs) It's it's warm and fuzzy either way. (laughs) I was thinking the Sammy Hagar song. Uh. Um, So, no, you're inspirational to me for your love for Canada, so I, too, am going to choose a Canadian band. All right. The one that I found is the one I mentioned earlier about a band that really, really gives it that throwback 70s sound. This is a band from Saskatchewan. Saskatoon, Saskatchewan, to be exact, formed in 2004 with the goal of creating pure, simple, good time music. Said these guys were popular in Canada. Just how popular are they? Multi platinum Canadian album sales, four Juno Awards, and were the first unsigned band to ever be featured on the cover of Canadian Rolling Stone. Wow. They've got three EPs. And seven studio albums. So, like I said, new to me, Canada's greatest secret, maybe. Their latest album's called Out of Sight. It was released last June on Dynalone Records. Calling upon the spirit of Grand Funk, Led Zeppelin, the Allman Brothers, and, of course, the Bachman-Turner Overdrive. This is The Sheepdogs with Scarborough Street Fight. <laughs> How does that song make you feel?
1: It makes me feel like I jumped in a time machine.
0: Isn't that amazing? I love
1: yeah. it. It's total. It's, I, if you would have played, put that on, an, you know, on a stereo like at a party, and said, "When do you think this came out?" I would have said 1973.
0: Yep, somewhere in the 70s for sure. Yep, it's got that awesome vibe to it. I love it. I think it's really cool. I've listened to a lot of their other stuff. As soon as like I heard this. I don't even remember exactly where I heard it, but somebody said, check out the sheepdogs. Nice. And I did, and I was like, wow, this feels like sunshine on a summer day. Yeah, I want to check out more of that stuff, too. This might be my favorite episode of Fresh
1: Blood we've done.
0: I don't know. We've had some good ones, but, I mean, they just seem to get better and better every time. Yeah. There's more and more out there to, to discover. I mean, we hope you guys like it, but I mean, between the two of us, we're happy so far.
1: So, Yeah. Um, But yeah, I, uh, I hope you get turned on to some cool stuff. But yeah, I just,
0: I like discovering new stuff. That's one of my favorite things about this show. You know, and of course, while we're doing this, the most important thing to remember is the very, very least that you can do is give these bands a like, you know, follow them on their Facebook, you know, maybe pick up some merchandise, buy their music, you know, that's what it's all about. You want to keep rock and roll valuable and viable. You got to do it. You know, find the bands you like, support the hell out of them, so that they keep making more albums and keep making more music and keep going on tour and come to your town. You know, now you get to see a band live that you love a lot and tell as many people about them as you can, because that's the way it used to be done. And these bands, as talented as they are, could become superstars. How awesome would that be?
1: all right you ready for ready for my next one Uh
0: uh-huh
1: all right so um i got turned on to this band through our friend ron keel and uh reason being they're a band out of las vegas and they ron if you don't know this has rfk media which is his own record label and um one of his first acts that he signed was the fifth out of north carolina who i think we featured on the show before that's uh, a good boy cathy's new band and uh, also, this band, they're called Crashing Wayward. They're from Vegas. Um, lead singer is a guy named Peter Summit. And uh, also, um, the rhythm section is bassist Carl Rather and well-known, well-known Las Vegas drummer Sean McKee. But the guitarist is a name you'll probably remember. You remember Stacy Blades?
0: Yeah, definitely do.
1: So Stacy, you know, was in mostly known for I guess for L.A. Guns. He played with them for several years and the right. uh, Rocks Gang and a few other bands. But uh, when I we when he initially made the announcement that RFK Media was going to sign these guys, and Stacy Blade's names come out, I'm immediately thinking it's going to be one sound, one type of style. Right, and then I'm. Pleasantly surprised that really you if
0: unless somebody told you Stacy Blades was in this band you'd have no idea. No, this, that's what exactly just happened to me because I've listened to this song, I would have never. Who's the guitarist in this band? i like I don't know. You're like, do you think yeah. it's Stacy Blades? I'd be like, mm, probably not.
1: But I think this is a this group has a really unique sound and like we've had we've played stuff that harkens back to the '80s, some to the '70s. I guess I would say this kind of harkens back to the '90s a little bit. Um, but still has a nice kind of commercial vibe. It's not too grungy sounding, but the singer, Peter Summit, his vocals, man, on this song are just great. And this is uh, one of two singles that they have released so far. The RFK Media version of this album will be coming out in 2023, but uh, I want to go ahead and give you something to chew on now. This is Crashing Wayward with Breathe.
0: Blood episodes were picking songs usually based on, wow, that's really cool. I like it. I bet you other people would like it. But sometimes something gets picked where you go, I could hear that being a big hit with a lot of people. Like if you played that on the radio, I think people would call up and be like, who was that? Right. Like you said, I think it's got that that edge to it, but it's still I guess, produced and written in a way that I feel like that could be a big hit single if radio still played new songs, you know?
1: Yeah, it's got that modern rock vibe, but it, it's kind of yeah. ear candy-ish. In a, right. No, it's I saw, cool. I like it. Yeah, I saw a quote from Ron Keel about when he, dis- he didn't so much discover them, but he was clued into them, and then he was like, well, I'll check this out, and this song in particular, Breathe, he said... He played it once, then he played it again, and he said before he knew it he had spun the song like five times in a row. He just couldn't stop playing
0: it. Nice.
1: And uh and he's like it he's like, I want I want this band on my label and I want to do a full record with them. So I'm excited to hear a full record with these guys.
0: Yeah, if it's anything like that song with a great groove that jumps into a kick in chorus and then back into that sweet groove, I yeah. dig it, man. I'd love to hear more of it.
1: Cool deal. Hope you guys like it.
0: All right, so far, so good. You know, I don't do Decibel Geek Podcast for a living. I sure wish I did. But I've got a pretty interesting job that I go to during the day, and I get to meet all kinds of cool people all the time. And one person I recently met was a lady named Alex, and she's a new manager of a place called Bajo Sexto Taco here in Nashville. They've got amazing food. But I get talking to her for just a couple of minutes, and I can tell she's a cool rock chick. So then I bring up the Decibel Geek podcast, and I'll be damned, she's heard of it. Oh, wow. So we're talking about music, and she's talking about how she is very supportive of the local rock scene, especially young up-and-coming bands here in Nashville. And I said, that's cool. I said, you know, we're always looking for young, awesome rock bands to showcase. And she says, oh, have you heard The Dirty Delusions? And I said, no, I don't know about The Dirty Delusions, And she said, you've got to check them out. They're amazing. They're one of my favorite things going right now. And I said, that's cool. you know." And she seemed like such a cool chick that I took her advice and I listened to it. And I was pretty blown away. It's different, but it's super cool. This band was spawned out of the hellish heat of an East Nashville storage unit in the summer of 2016. They've got two albums, 2018 Sell Yourself and Too Young for Love, released in 2021. They also have an EP and have released two singles in 2022. This is the latest single. was just released a few weeks ago. It's got like a dark, trippy groove that I'm digging a lot. This is The Dirty Delusions and a song called 315. <laughs>
1: You ever heard of them before? I haven't. It's new to me. Just another example of how many great bands are, you know, firing up out of Nashville these days.
0: I know. You know what that makes me think of? I remember back in the day where, like, you know, New York had a scene in the 70s, and San Francisco had a scene in the 60s, and Los Angeles had a scene in the 80s, and like Seattle had its scene in the 90s and on like that, but there's no scenes anymore. It'd be cool if that became a thing again and there was like the Nashville scene because there's so many great bands that are here right now that people think, oh, we're going to Nashville for some good old country and Western. What people don't realize, unless you live here, is that under the glitzy surface of the rhinestones and the acoustic guitars, There's some really amazing hard rock and metal bands that are happening right now in middle Tennessee, and it's a great time to be in Nashville to be able to discover this stuff and have it available to go check out live. So if you're in the Nashville area, the Dirty Delusions play live all the time, all over the place, so you can catch them live and keep an eye on them, because like I said, they got those other albums, the EP, they've been releasing singles, so I'm guessing that there may be a new album coming out soon. So if you dug that, they're called the Dirty Delusions. You said at the very least, give them a like on Facebook. Maybe tell them you heard it on the Decibel Geek podcast. Buy yourself a T-shirt and pick up a couple of their albums. A band like this deserves to survive. Yeah, this is like what... I'm pretty blown away by how much... How much good
1: music is coming out of Nashville in the rock scene these days? As like as far as homegrown stuff, I mean, yeah. there was there was a lot, and I used to play in this scene. So I mean, there was a lot of years where there was not much of anything that was great coming out of here. But there's there's an overwhelming number of great bands coming out of Nashville right now.
0: Yeah, it's cool when you can live here and have people come up to you and go, "Have you heard of this?" and be like, "No," and then listen to it and be like, "Fuck, this is awesome." Yeah, it's kind of nice. A,
1: it's a good time to be in this city, I'll tell you. Yeah. All right, so I got one more, and then you'll do the playout song.
0: All right, okay.
1: And here's another one that I just stumbled upon th- through Spotify. You know, flipping through different things to suggest to me. I'd never heard of this band. Uh, I kind of like their vibe because they got kind of a gothic type vibe to what they're doing. But it's but at the same time, when you hear it, you're not going to really think it's a gothic band. They they have little elements in their songs that are that way. But they're called South of Salem. And they're from Bournemouth, UK. There's a lot of great stuff coming out of the UK, too. Yeah. And uh, there's not a ton of information online <laughs> about them, but uh, they were formed in 2018. says their influences are Motley Crue, Guns N' Roses, Avenged Sevenfold, Metallica, Alice in Chains, and Rob Zombie. So uh, that kind of fits. Yeah. They're an 80s-inspired hard rock band, but they also use modern metal production, and then they kind of mix in a horror element to it also. Right but uh, I, I think you guys are going to like this I love the album title from their album The Sinner Takes It All this is South of Salem with the song Cold Day in Hell favorite song i picked this week
0: yeah i really like that all the songs you picked have been awesome this one i don't know if it's the best but it's damn good also it's got amazing guitar tone i love the way it chugs it's got the zach wild style kind of stuff going on in it just killer man what a killer great song
1: yeah i think i'll be uh i'll be checking out more of their stuff and i think some of you guys listening probably will too
0: You know, it's funny, we've been talking about like post-pandemic and all the music coming out and it gets me thinking about what's coming up in our future and that's at the end of the year. Now, think about this for a minute. Think about all the great established bands that have came out with new albums in 2022 and we still got a few months to go and there's a bunch of cool stuff still expected to be coming out. Plus, add in all these up-and-coming bands that aren't already on the national worldwide radar. It's going to be a hell of a thing to pick our top albums of 2022.
1: It's tougher every year.
0: There's more better bands coming out every single year. You know, you got to look at like, oh, man, this is one of my favorite bands from when I was a kid. But this band I just heard of, you know, two weeks ago for the first time is so good, they might surpass them in... It's, it's a mind-wracking thing. I, I don't even want to think about it right now. <laughs> we should be getting started. Like, really now. should, yeah, definitely. Really? Now is the time to start working on that. Yep. But then, you know, something comes out, Ace Fraley comes out with a new album, or the new Enough's Enough comes out and knocks the whole shit out of whack.
1: Well, Ugly Kid Joe album just came
0: out. Yeah, that's true. You want to hear a funny story about that?
1: Sure.
0: So, of course, I'm going to get Ugly Kid Joe on the first day, right? No, I was going to. I like. I told the wife, she's like, well, where are you getting it at? So I'm going to go up to CD Warehouse because I like going in there and buying it when it's new. And she goes, well, how much do you think it's going to be? And I said, well, I oh, probably bought this. She goes, well, let me look see if I can find it cheaper. And on there, she finds this thing where it comes with the LP, the CD, a few other things, wow. and an Ugly Kid Joe bandana.
1: Oh, well, you have to have that.
0: And I go, ah, oh, shit. That means i got to wait one more day to get it and listen to it. So I go, okay. Yeah, but you get extra goodies, though. I got to get the bandana. It's so cool looking. I got to have it. So it was supposed to be delivered today, but it hasn't come yet. So it's supposed to be here tomorrow, and then I can listen to it. But I'm a little nervous because the reviews I've been hearing, not so hot. You online? I'm I'm apprehensive. Yeah, I've seen some... (laughs) some interviews and some com- or not interviews I've seen some comments on Facebook it's of a- hardcore fans that have gotten it and said this is my least favorite Ugly Kid Joe album.
1: It's not your typical Ugly Kid Joe album.
0: Now that that doesn't that doesn't mean that there's not some
1: banging rock songs on it because there are. Oh, there's I know a few that. on there. Yeah. But but there's also some some real left turns on it, and some you heard it with that songs. Well, yeah, you heard it with that long road song. Yeah, that came out. yeah. There's another song on there that's maybe even lighter than that one. Golly, but it, but but they're not necessarily bad songs. But you can tell they wanted to get a little bit more experimental with it. I still think you're going to like it overall,
0: though. I'm sure. I mean, Ugly Kid Joe is one of my favorite bands of all time, as we got pointed out to us in David Cathy's review. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll tell you the the they released the
1: song failure as a single. Yeah. That I think that's my favorite song on the whole record.
0: Yeah, that's out of the singles that I've heard that were released that was definitely because I was nervous when I heard the first one. Well, that ain't living's pretty good. Yeah, that ain't living was good. But then I thought well it was okay. I don't know. Yeah. I hold shit to a different standard because I'm I hold this band so high. I thought it was okay. And then the other one came out that was kind of countryish, and I was like, "Oh man, yeah, what is this and then and then I heard failure, and I was like, "Okay, yeah. that's more like it that's cool
1: that yeah it that has the ugly kid Joe vibe from back in the day,
0: and I was hoping then like the rest of the albums would have you know be harder rocking songs there's and moments I loved so much by them
1: there's moments that you'll that you're you're gonna really like, so i it, it's not all hope is not lost. I think there's several songs okay. you'll
0: like." Well, there's been plenty of times where that's happened. The last time Local H came out with an album, they released totally the wrong sig- single, and I was like, oh, shit. And the rest of the album was killer. And the same thing with Enough's Enough. They're good for that, too. They released the single, and I go, ooh. And then I listen to the rest of the album. I'm like, okay, cool. You know, Well, so that wasn't the best song on here. Yeah. So that kind of thing happens all the time. Yeah. All right. Well, you guys know all about Rockin' Pod. You know all about us celebrating our 500th episode. You know that we are brought to you by Pantheon Podcasts, and we're very grateful for that. You know that we love rock and roll, and we're going to be doing this podcast for many years to come. You know that we want to keep rock and roll alive and healthy, and we want to stick it in the face of everybody that ever says rock and roll is dead, or everybody that ever says "Ah, they just don't rock like they did when I was a kid. We like to show people you're wrong. When you say that all it takes is a little time, a little surfing on the internet can find you some of the coolest bands that you've never heard of. Sometimes people don't have time for that. That's what you got us for the decibel geek podcast, bringing you the fresh blood once again to prove that rock and roll is alive and well going to do it one more time right now. This band, I got this dead off their website, sex, drugs, and rock and roll, the cloth, from which every Cobra Whip tune is cut. That's right, I said Cobra Whip. With zero fucks given. The rawness of the guitar tone. The reverberating arena rock sound of the bass and drums. Vocals that remind you that pure rock and roll was once the soundtrack for the Headbanger Backyard Keg Party where you smoked your first spliff and shotgunned your first beer. That's right cobra whip their debut ep cobra whip must die was released back in july talking about fresh blood it doesn't get much fresher than this this is a brand new band that rocks this album the ep it's a lot of fun it's got songs like speedball billy pleasing the witch bring out the gimp oh no hot for preacher and this one Rounding out fresh blood today on the Decibel Geek Podcast. This is Cobra Whip with Outlaw Thunder Cult. And we'll see you next week. See ya.